This episode of the EdSurge podcast is brought to you by the Elementary Education Program at Emporia State University. The online master's in elementary education program at Emporia State is designed for career changers interested in becoming elementary teachers. Learn more at emporia.edu slash grad. That's emporia.edu slash grad. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the EdSurge podcast. I'm Jeff Young. As regular listeners know, we've been asking for your stories. Specifically, we are looking for short two-minute voice memos from your smartphone about a surprising or challenging moment from being an educator or a student during this COVID-19 outbreak. We have gotten a few, and, and we're still collecting them, so please send yours to me at jeff at edsearch.com. And honestly, if it's, if it's too intimidating to record yourself, which I get that, um, you can just write me a reflection at jeff at edsearch.com, and I might call you up and we can and do a short interview and, and capture your, your views. So please get in touch. Meanwhile, not surprisingly, we are not the only ones hoping to collect audio snapshots of life during this unprecedented time. Last week, we, we learned about a global effort to do just that, a project called Corona Diaries. It's a simple but elegant website that invites visitors to record a, a short audio clip answering one of three prompts. Either, how was your day? How has your life changed? Or, what's troubling you right now? And then the clips appear on this interface that's a map of the world that you can scroll around and, and hear these different voices. The site is still in beta, but already it has more than 60 different voice clips um, from people in eight countries. And these are powerful and, and intimate moments. Even though people that participated, they could have talked about anything, any, any aspect of their COVID-19 experience, a large percentage of the clips come from either parents struggling to homeschool their kids or educators trying to make sense of this time. So with the blessing of that site's organizers, for today's bonus episode of our podcast, I'm weaving together highlights of these Corona Diaries that touch on education. Actually, the site uses a, a very liberal Creative Commons license, so anyone could use the clips to, to do a podcast as well. The site was created by recent participants in the Neiman Fellowship for Journalism, based at Harvard University. I was lucky enough to participate in this same fellowship about five years ago, and which is how I heard about it. I encourage you to check out this Corona Diaries site and spread the word if you can. The link is coronadiaries.io. That's coronadiaries.io. These moments of time from around the world reveal how this pandemic feels to live through. The first Corona Diary clip I'll play comes from just outside of Boston, and it captures a parent's perspective of how strange it is to mark occasions like birthdays when classmates can't gather in person. It was my son's eighth birthday the other day, earlier this week, and it was pretty sad because we couldn't have a party for him, but he didn't seem to be as upset as he might have been, which was good. Um, his grandparents came over and we kind of stood at opposite ends of the yard and delivered presents in a very careful, sanitary kind of way, but that was that was the extent of the sort of family excitement. But what did happen, which I thought was pretty pretty fun, was that um on the uh on the daily Zoom call with his class, his second grade class at school, they they all sung happy birthday to him all in their little Brady Bunch Zoom grid and uh 
I wouldn't say it was a musical masterpiece, but it was it was pretty cute, and he got pretty excited about it. Um, let me see if I can. I did record it, so let's see if this works. Yeah, he said after it, it sounded like a bunch of cows singing, which, yeah, you know, I think he liked it. But even though Zoom and other video platforms are bringing people together just now, they can also get old, as this parent in Maine describes. How the hell can a person go to work in the morning, come home in the evening and have... Nothing to say. This line from the John Prine song is really resonating with me today because our whole day is in a house and there seems to be so much to say when we're just stuck in our homes and going through the motions of our life. My life is extremely uh, (laughs) circumscribed by my daughter and her homeschooling, our interaction, and my attempt to keep her life as normal as possible while moving forward in her education and both of our well-being. This means getting outside, cooking, trying to stay off of devices, which is absolutely impossible. I find myself enjoying phone calls now because I'm so tired of looking into a camera. Ninety percent of what I have to do is online now which is so ironic because my work is about being visual, being outside, being intellectual, being in my head, and the thing that always sucks the energy out of this work is being on a computer, and yet. That clip just trailed off because her two minutes were up, and I, I kind of feel like it's almost more effective that way. I definitely hear her about Zoom fatigue. Many of these coronavirus diaries that strangers have sent in Capture how lonely it is to be stuck, isolated from each other. That's especially the case for folks living by themselves. Like this student in Brooklyn. I'm assuming he's a college student. So my name is Juan Arredondo, and I am in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I think how life has changed for me has been um, that um, school has been interrupted. Um, I guess that was the way for me to not only get out of the house, uh, see the city of New York, but also to socialize in some way, to go to classes, to see my classmates, to um, go about business. And now it's been very lonely. It's been very um, quiet. I think the white noise of the city 
finally it's um, allowing me to hear um, a lot of my thoughts and um, and I didn't realize how much stuff goes through my mind a lot of many thoughts that I have um, questions and concerns and um, so it's it's been interested in that it's been also um, a new dynamic for me to uh, I guess to learn learn about myself how um, how spending time alone uh, means to me. I, I'm actually been a person who, despite being lonely, um, I've don't think I've experienced so much solitude and loneliness uh, before. Um, so that's been a challenge. And so my my life has changed in many ways. I think the routine, my daily routines, are are. Definitely, I'm trying to make them different, um, trying to be more concerned about my health and my well-being and my state of mind. And so that's, that's what has changed. Again, these aren't just in the U.S. The Corona Diaries has received submissions from around the world. And most people that participated all seem like they're in a similar lockdown restriction, no matter where they are. One educator in London described the same kinds of concerns about a digital divide and its impacts on remote education that we're hearing and writing about a lot in the U.S. I work in a sixth form college and we've got 700 students, over 700 students, who are supposed to be taking A-level exams this summer. Um, And now they're obviously not going to be able to. So that's been a massive challenge for us as a college. Um, And one thing I've been totally bowled over by is how much our teachers are pulling together um, and spending their time from home trying to continue the education for our students. Um, We're actually particularly concerned about the students in the lower sixth because they will take their exams next summer and they're missing over a whole term's worth of A-level teaching at a crucial time. Um, So our teachers are being incredible putting together online lessons. Some of them are doing live teaching at the time when their lesson would have normally been. and then setting work, uh, they're having Google Classroom, online discussion forums, and then teachers are commenting and um, helping students sort of uh, carve a better discussion. Um, students are submitting work. We're then chasing students if they're not working and trying to find out what's going on. For some of these students, it's very, very challenging. Um, we're in London, so lots of students live in um, very crowded households. They're having to share a family computer if there is one, or they're having to try and do all this work on their phones. So there's a real digital divide developing um, amongst students, which really concerns me, um, because some of our students don't have Wi-Fi at all. They don't have a laptop. They're in a very crowded house. They share a bedroom. So they actually can't get the space to do work. And that's very different from a child who's got Wi-Fi and a laptop and parents who can help them with the work and, um, and a separate room. Uh, some of our students are also incredibly anxious about their own parents, many of whom are frontline workers, um, and lots of the families have already suffered from COVID. So there's a huge range. Um, but what I've noticed particularly is just how incredible our teaching staff have been. And I think they really deserve. Um, there are some submissions that focus on the positive sides of the situation, though. This educator in New Zealand was probably the most upbeat clip I heard. Today, I started to um, do my work as a teacher, as well as homeschooling three children while we're in lockdown in New Zealand. Um, I, I'm i really enjoying that, the challenge of doing that, but also having my children nearby. 
the thing that I'm noticing is that my work as an educator is really bouncing off within my family in a way that I didn't anticipate. I was a bit worried that this would be overly stressful. But because there's no um, time constraints in the day. Now that one definitely got cut off in the middle of the recording for some reason, but I still wanted to share it. The final clip I wanted to include was not about education at all, but it really resonated with me. It's from a man in London who responded to the prompt of how his life has changed since the start of the lockdown. Oh, hi, Corona Diaries. Um, so uh, I see there's a clock ticking down. Now I've started recording. Okay, I better be quick. Um, yeah, what, what I wanted to talk about was, um, I guess, the thing that's changed most since um, this whole Corona thing started off, um, which, you know, initially when this happened, um, it was the big things that went first, you know, like work projects or holidays or, um, you know, the, the plans, the immediate kind of big plans for the future. And I guess those aren't the things that I miss at all, really. Now, now we're kind of into it, and I feel the real absences from from this whole period of lockdown. And I guess for me, it's like I, what I miss most is just watching life go by of you know the normalcy of other people's lives and feeling that you're in the midst of that um living in a city like London that's kind of my favorite thing about 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 living here is just kind of that feeling of life going on all around you all these different lives playing out and that's just suddenly stopped everywhere um there's just one story um which is this lockdown and everywhere you go people are living in relation to that be it walking on their own or exercising on their own or or whatever and there just doesn't seem to be anything else um and that is um is it like a terrifying silence in my, in my life um and certainly the the biggest change from this whole this whole horrific thing um which continues to play out uh so yeah that's my recording uh, i hope it, <laughs> hope it wasn't too bleak um i'm gonna stop recording now there's just one story he says we're all living some part of that one story under constraints and stress that's new to all of us. This has been a bonus episode of the Ed Search Podcast. Special thanks to the 2019 fellows at the Neiman Foundation for Journalism who built the Corona Diaries project. You can hear more audio from that at coronadiaries.io. And we're still collecting audio submissions for our series of scenes from the pandemic. So please send me a clip to jeff at edsearch.com if you'd like to participate. And if you do, please also submit to Corona Diaries as well. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jeff Young. We'll be back Tuesday with a new full episode. Thanks for listening and for sharing.